episode 42. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, and master storyteller. Let's go to the land down under. We're going to visit with Dr. Joe Romeo. Doctor, you say? Of course. But wait till you hear the Christian rock songs that this man works. I'm telling you, you're in for a delightful surprise today. So let's strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. I think, I believe you are my first Australian guest, and um, I've been uh, out there beating the bushes, if you will, trying to get you folks to come on. And we had we had some challenges hooking up, uh, especially because you are a very busy man with six children, and you're a medical doctor, correct? Uh, that is correct. So thank you for mentioning those things. I am pretty busy, but... Uh Music is still the thing that I probably love the most out of my, other than my family, that's what I love the most. So even though I'm pretty busy doctoring, uh, I do really put a little special spot for my music as well. What kind of uh, doctor are you, if, if you don't mind sharing yep, that? Yeah, I'm really happy to talk about that. Yeah, I'm a family doctor. We call them GPs in Australia. Okay. Uh, general, general practitioners, but basically I'm, I'm, the, I'm the go-to first person you might see if you need a doctor in a hurry off the Great. And with six children? I also work in little hospitals. Okay. Uh, Yes. And with six children, uh, that comes in handy. Do you have boys or a combination? Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, combination, but four boys, two girls. Yeah. uh, Ranging from from 22 to uh, nine years of age. Wow. So you are a busy man. That's amazing. And, you know, the fact that you're a dedicated uh, medical practitioner and you make time to write, I think is so admirable. That's like really, um, really something. And I was, I was so struck by your music when I first heard it. I said, wow, this is really, really high quality stuff. So um, kudos to you, my friend. Um, Great, great quality music. Really love what you're doing here. Oh, well, thank you. That's a big compliment. I mean, I, I've, I listened to the last fellow you interviewed and I thought, uh, wow, he's out of my league. So uh, thank you for interviewing me. Nah, I don't, know, I don't know who you listen to, but nobody's out of anybody's league on the Dharmic evolution. Uh, oh, that's kind. I, I think it's, that's what we're all about is we're all in different places at different times, but we're all, you know, aspiring yeah. to be something uh, greater. I mean, I think that's the calling for all of us. Hey, um, uh, I wanted to ask you, um, tell me about the Australian scene, just to share with the folks in the U.S. And uh, we're now in 20 countries, so uh, you're, you're basically going around the world. Uh, with this show, and I want you to just let us know. Tell us all about the uh, Australian continent, the music scene. I know you probably don't have a lot of time to gig, giving all the things you're doing, but um, can you just share a little bit what it's like down under? Okay, yeah, I'm not the right person because I I can tell you lots about the medical industry, but only what I gather about the music industry. But uh, we're a small country, Population-wise, we're 22 million, uh, maybe a little bit more, on on a big area that Australia is as big as the United States, pretty well f- as far as land area, and uh, most of what happens. Sorry, Kevin, you did you want to say something? No, no, no. I'm just listening. Uh, so yeah, most of uh, most of the population is on the coast, and particularly uh, the two cities of uh, Sydney and Melbourne. Uh, you know, there's a big uh, urban sprawl there, so. Um, 
uh, basically, uh, you know, most of the population, most of the stuff that happens is those two cities. Uh, there's other places, and, and I'm actually in, in, a, in a little country town. I'm sort of halfway between Melbourne and Sydney. Um, so, uh, you know, I think the music industry is uh, a, a lot smaller uh, in Australia. Uh, uh, you know, it's minuscule compared to, uh, say, the States or the UK. And uh, I think uh, most people know have connections with everyone that's doing something, no matter what genre or whatever. They, they most people know each other uh, to some. That's my impression, anyway. And uh, and it's you know, uh, people's livelihood depends on, uh, especially now with uh, uh, electronic music and and downloads and so on. Uh, I think uh, everyone's fighting for that to just to, to stay afloat. I think I, that's my impression, anyway. So uh, you know, things like uh, X Factor and. Uh, uh, American and well Australian Idol um, sort of keep keep the business going a little bit if you understand what I'm saying. So right. uh, that, uh, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. I know, I know there's less and less big studios. There's certainly only a, uh, you know there's a lot of lot of I suppose it's the same over there. A lot happens in people's lounge rooms and uh, and it's obviously of high quality. But the people that do it really well, there's not that many. Right. Right. Hey, um, I want to ask you. I want to just play a little cut here. Um, This is called Shepherd by Joe Romeo. Check this out. The Lord is my shepherd. He satisfies all my needs. The Lord is my shepherd. He satisfies all my needs. The quiet waters flow. He restores my soul. Where the quiet waters flow, I will follow in the path of Your holiness. I will follow. That is Shepherd. So tell us some. Um, tell us a little bit about that track and how you wrote it, why you wrote it. Obviously, you are a Christian rock, um, you know, uh, writer, pop rock, um, but great groove on that song, man, and the message, yeah, of course. Yeah, thank, thanks so much. Um, 
So basically, I've uh, I, I've been writing for many. I'm I'm 50 basically, and uh, so I've been doing music since I was at school. So I don't want to go too far back, but basically this song, I've teamed up with a fellow named Judd Field, who's a, a great, great uh, vocalist, singer, and uh, also involved with his church in Melbourne. I, you know, we're a long distance apart. We just came together because uh, I was sending my songs to be recorded at a studio in Melbourne, and he was the vocalist that uh, Adrian was getting into uh, to do the to do the singing. Uh, so when he did a couple of my songs, uh, he thought, "No, I really like his songs. I want to." meet up with him and we'll try and work together. So we've done a couple of songs together and uh, basically uh, he, he, he's into the more electronic sort of uh, uh, style and uh, so I've tried to go with him. And so this song, I, I, I basically, uh, he said he'd really like to have a, a song based on Psalm 23. So uh, he, I forget how exactly it started, but that first little phrase uh, that he sings, that's, that's his, he sent that to me and, and we, it went from there basically. And, uh, you know, I, I, I did most of the writing. He, he certainly had an important contribution and then I sent it off for production. And uh, uh, so, yeah, I, I, I mostly write melody first. I don't know if you're interested in that at all. But, uh, of course. You know, I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I want to, I, I now, I used to write words first and I've, went to a songwriting conference and one of the first things they said, whatever you've been doing, try something different. So I thought, okay, I'll, I'll try writing melody first. And, uh, and you know, I didn't know that uh, melody was the most important part of, song, of a song. I mean, I, I know everything else is important, but I actually didn't know that uh, even though I've been writing for so long, I hadn't really clicked that melody is the most important bit. And once I started writing melodies first, it was like I had one hand time behind my back, and it was suddenly free. If you if you understand what I mean, right? Um, it just was a liberating moment for me. And uh, uh, anyway, so I write melody first, and I usually try to. Um, I'll get a snippet of a melody in the you know going to sleep or in the car or in the shower or something like that. As soon as I can, I get my phone out and I sing it into the phone, and you know I usually know what chords are probably going behind that melody. I hope it's not something I've already heard, which sometimes it is. And right. then I just ex- and then I expand it from there, and and you know the the words is the last step, so that's I, which is the opposite of what I used to do. And then once I've got what I think sounds like a, a solid melody, that once I'm happy with the lyrics, and I, I just do a simple chord track, you know, with my guitar, and then I send it to someone who's you know I I've done I've tried to produce myself, but I've learned over the years, especially in the last seven or eight years that I'm the thing I do best is 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 write the songs and let someone else do the production and you know we, we were aiming for that electronic uh, that that dancey sort of beat and yeah it worked for that song right this production's great really enjoy yeah. it man you've got yeah. a really really great groove I mean it's even danceable um hey tell me about uh the, the kids anybody playing of your kids yeah yeah yeah, yeah. actually yeah uh, uh so out of all the all the kids do some music uh I started with twins and, and uh, they're now 22 and they one plays bass, one, well, they both play guitar uh, and one of them actually is going to be married soon and he's marrying a, a jazz singer and they've started doing some busking and actually they've done quite well in uh, in their little bit of uh, busking down in Sydney. They're in Sydney and not, not close to home. And, I, you know, I've been, and they're also songwriting um, and so Ben's done a little bit of uh, song, songwriting and a little bit of success, which uh, I'm really proud of. Uh, Nathaniel swims mainly, but uh, he's he's not a bad uh, electric guitarist. Um, 
Catherine sings. She doesn't do it seriously, but certainly sings at church and can sing harmony lines, which is lovely. And uh, Jeremiah, the next one down, he's 18. Uh, he's a great drummer. He's, he's a great dancer as well, actually. Um, so we've had him playing drums and stuff at church from way, you know, all my kids I've tried to get involved in uh, playing at church, which is a good place to learn. Um, and the next one down has quite, quite a good voice, but I can't get him to do anything. He's uh, not quite 16. And, and then not the nine-year-old Phoebe, she... Uh, She's actually got not a bad voice, and I've started. She's wanting to do singing lessons, which uh, yeah, I've I've just noticed when she sings, she's she can hold a note all right, which uh, and got a little bit of an natural vibrato, if you know what I mean. Joe, I don't think you ever have to leave the house. You have a television show, you have American <laughs> Idol, you have the Voice, you have Danceathon, everything going on in that house there, man. This is unbelievable. <laughs> uh, hey, um, tell me about your influences, like um, uh. How did you, like, who were you listening to growing up um, that kind of formed your style and your approach to music? Like, what, what really hammered out Joe Romeo and how he came to be the writer he is today? Oh, well, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, like, when I was um, uh, in primary school, like, under the age of 12, mum used to play the local radio what, station. What kind of school did you call it? Uh, pr- primary, uh, public. Oh, primary. School. Oh, got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so under the age of twelve, so that that early stuff. Um, I still remember songs like "Tie Yellow Ribbon Around the Old Oak Tree," and uh, uh, I can remember songs. Uh, Mum used to love um, uh, who's uh, El Paso. Who sang? You know the country song El Paso. Uh, Marty Robbins. Is that? Is that my saying the right person? Gee, so I, I, I'm not even sure to tell you the truth. Yeah, so that's that's old uh, country stuff, right? And and then, but I, but I wasn't really interested in music until I got to high school, and uh, then my dad gave me a clarinet to play, and uh, which I didn't know one end from the other. But I joined the sat in the back of the school band, which is not a big school, and I started trying to play some notes, and someone gave me some pointers. Now, by the set next year, uh, I, I had taken some music home, and I realised, and it was some Mozart, uh, and I started trying to play it on the clarinet and I realized I could read the music and understand and hear the music that I knew it was from reading it so I suddenly realized that music clicked with me and from then on I just wanted to know how harmony worked I don't know why harmony was it but I really wanted to know how harmony worked and so I really had my first love was Mozart my next love was Bach and my next love was uh, Beethoven and but around the Beethoven time which was around when I was uh, 17 18 I also started listening to the Beatles, which uh, I had, you know, mum was a bit of a Beatles fan and everyone has heard the Beatles, but uh, that was my first non-classical music that I started to listen to. And uh, yeah, over the next few years, I evolved into listening to more uh, pop and, uh, but I was still more classically inclined. And at some point, once I came to faith, which is in my 20s, uh, I, I stopped doing any music for a while and then I picked up a guitar and I started listening to the uh Christian uh, music, contem- what was, cont- you know, Keith, Keith Green and that sort of stuff. Right. Uh, and from then on, so I, I started, I went more towards, uh, you know, trying to write Christian, contemporary Christian music, which I've been doing for quite a long time. And But it's only in the last six or seven years that I said I've changed the way I write and uh, my songs have uh, are probably better. Like I have to say, I think they are better and, and people have noticed them much more. The, did you say bitter or better? better (laughs) thank you for clarifying because you made me stop in my tracks i said wait a minute i don't hear bitter at all but you know i'm picking up on your uh, australian accent but you're probably saying mate i don't have the accent you do so let's play another one here uh take me to the fields this is joe romeo 
There's a longing in my heart. To tell others of your love. To see many come to life. By the power of your word. What a joy to sing the truth. Of an all-forgiving God, of a selfless, loving Son, who bore all the sin of all the world. Take me to the fields where Your work is done. Where I hear your voice in the harvest song, where your spirit leads, that's where I belong. Take me to the field. Oh, you have trodden every path. Take me to the fields. Can you share with us how you put that one together? Give us the backstory on that song. Um, yeah, I, you know, because I'm getting older now, I always almost forget the uh, backstories. But I actually uh, feel myself uh, writing that song, uh, and I got about a, a four-step uh, YouTube thing there somewhere with uh, how, how I wrote it. But um, basically, again, I, I, I've had a snippet of a tune, probably the uh, the uh, melody of the uh, verse is what came to me first and uh, so once I've got a snippet of a, uh, a tune I'll work out what the chords are and I try to make it a ver- I work out if it's a verse or a chorus and in that uh, instance I knew it's in my head it, in my heart it felt like it was a verse and you know I've got f- the form in my head of you know the standard form of songs I'm not you know you can vary but I've got an idea that you, you need a verse and you need a pre-chorus and you need a chorus and you need a bridge so I basically once I feel like I've got a flowing theme, a flowing snippet of melody I try to keep it flowing if that makes sense right and uh, and it, yeah and so and I you know I've certainly got in my head that I know the chorus has got to be somewhere above or it's got a lift in some way and uh so and the pre-chorus that is is connecting the two so uh you know again i'm melody is so important to me now that I, I won't even start with words until i've got a full song's melody uh and and then once i've got the melody i'll think of you know I'll, as, a, as i 
sing through the melody in my head over and over. It might take me a few weeks and then some words will come or it might happen from the start that I'll have a snippet of words. And once I've got an idea of what I want to write, uh, then the rest seems at times seems to flow. I shouldn't say it, it always flows, but sometimes you get really, like I've got a couple of songs that I'm a bit stuck with at the moment and I just, you know, you've got to give them space and then get go back to them. But uh, is that good enough what I've said? I hope I haven't sounded too mysterious. No, not at all. It's very good. I'm glad you're bringing up the melody for um, for some of the folks out there that are listening or, um, you know, maybe you're a neophyte at the writing thing and you're, you're trying to find your voice and your and your path, um, you're, you're hitting it right on the head, I think, you know, in my humble opinion. And, and also, I was in the room with uh, uh, Jason Bloom, who's a very famous songwriter in the States. Uh, he stated at some conference yeah, I, I was with. Oh, you know Jason. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, said. Yeah, well, he's the one that got me writing Melody first. Yeah, know? and his statement to everybody is, you know, your whole entire career is built upon melodies, you know, and so it's something you need to pay a lot of attention to. Forget about the chord. It doesn't matter. It uh, doesn't matter what chord yeah, you're playing. Point. It's the melody that connects people to your song. Um, so, hey, I, tell me about production. Now, um, these songs are really very well produced. So can you share with us how you put your music together? Um, and also, was that Judd Field singing on that track again? Yes. Yeah, great yes, voice. Judd, yeah, Judd's uh, he, really good voice, and I love his approach to it. So when, you're, um, when you settle on a song and say, okay, I got this together, I'm ready to go. Maybe you've um, maybe you've worked with it uh, with Judd to to get the ideas lined up. So, what's your process for getting it produced? Okay, well, with that song, for example, once I'd finished it, uh, so, not with that song, but I sometimes send them to I actually send them to Jason Bloom for a critique. You know, when I've got oh. a song that I think it's pretty close, right? I actually send them to Jason, and for a small, very small price he will critique i don't know if you do that or not but uh, and he he's always spot on with anything he points out he's always spot on because it's really good to get your song as good as possible before you send them for the expensive uh, recording process right because i as i said i've got i've got i've got heaps of gear and i've probably got all the gear that i need to do stuff like that but i just i can orchestrate but i cannot produce like when i say that i i, I can do you know i can do something but it's not something that will stand up like those songs stand up so basically i've come through song songwriting conferences i came across i made contact with a man man named adrian hannon who runs a song store in melbourne and uh, he's also a christian man not that that makes any difference to me I, i'm just happy to work with people who are keen and uh and he uh he i knew from listening to some of the songs he's uh, produced i knew that he had the ability to produce songs that are high quality and basically when I think a song is done, I'll, I'll send it to him. I, I, you know, he lives in Melbourne. I, I, we, we have occasional conversations, but it's mostly on email. And I say, look, I've got this song. What do you think of it? Uh, and it's usually just my voice and, and, and on guitar. And we'll talk about what sort of style it might want to turn out to be like. And then he'll put together a track and send it to me and see if I'm happy with it, like as in the backing track. And once we're on the same page with that, he'll call in uh, Judd and, and get get a recording done okay so, so basically you, I, I no no go ahead say what you're gonna say yeah yeah so basically i i i, I trust adrian with uh production with his you know i basically say look do your thing adrian like I, i'd like it to sound a bit like uh 
Hillsong's song on this track in this CD. Do you know what I mean? I'll, I'll, I'll compare to other songs. I'll think I'll, I'll, I'll find a song that I like, the style of, and he'll say, oh, it'll work for that song or maybe no, it won't. And uh, he'll do some things maybe from that song and other things he won't. With that, with that song, Shepherd, I that's the first song that I was actually in the studio with him. So I was able to say, look, this is the this is the electric guitar riff I want at the start, and uh, and I I sang it to him or played it. I played a bit of guitar, so I was able to play. You know, this is the note I want. I want it on the third. Da, da, da. You know, I actually told him this is what I want, and uh, right. so I had a lot more say in the production. But mostly, I just leave it to him and say, and if it doesn't sound right. And I've just got a song back from him, and there's a lot of toing and froing. Um, mostly, he he knows how to make something sound professional, and that's really what I'm after. I want it to sound professional because, from not learning from Jason, if you want to have a, if you want anyone to listen to your music, it's got to sound like it's polished at the start. Otherwise, these days you won't mostly get much of a listen. Um, right. I don't know if you agree or disagree with that, but I accept. I accept that's how it is. So you know, and I pay him. You know, a standard track price for for getting a recording like that. The the positive is, and I've I've used other people as well, but he's the one I found most. Uh, he listen, really listens to me. He really seems to care for the song as much as I do. And so the the end result, you know, might cost a little bit, but I'm really I'm really satisfied with his work. If you know what I mean. Yeah, well, it's a good system. I mean, for you to have the trust in a producer that that you think is really doing it for you, I think that's really important. So, um, based on Shepard, Joe, you got to get in the studio more often. <laughs> yeah, great, well, great I, track, I really. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, it's really, really good. Tra- and uh, I'm not taking anything away from your production ideas uh, with uh, who you're working with there, uh, because the songs are really polished. They sound really good. And I agree with you 100 percent. If you're going to put that much work into it, um, you need to give the song its full due and give it a chance. And I think you can when you embrace the uh, passions and the talents of other people, you know, it can't help but get better. You know, it's just um, a really yeah, well, good way to go. Yeah, that's definitely my experience. It's, I mean, you do get sometimes, sometimes it doesn't work. You team up with someone, you think it's going to be good, and unfortunately it's not. And that's not necessarily anyone's fault. It's just, you know, you click with some people really well and others you don't. Some people really get your ideas and some people don't. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, what's, it's a journey, isn't it? It always is. It always is. Speaking of journeys, let's play uh, His Children.
friends We are got children now but Another great track there, Joe Very, very good So, um, tell us about that one His children S- Same process Did you use uh, Judd on that also? No, I didn't actually That was, uh, that That's was what actually I the first song I wrote Okay Melody first that was the first one after I'd gone to the eye opening. You know, you have those uh, important times in your life. Suddenly, your eyes open to something. Well, that was that was straight after my eyes were open to the importance of melody, and uh, uh, so that, I decided I'd write one just, you know, with melody first, and that was it. And uh, you know, the other thing I do, by the way, is I don't. Uh, I now seldom pick up a guitar to try and write a song. I try to wait for that melody to come into my head and then you know I, I then try and sing it and play it on guitar or sing it into my phone or whatever uh, again that was something I learned from uh, uh, I mean there's millions of ways of doing things that's just my way but um, anyway so once I'd written this song uh, I uh, was involved in a website called um, Worship Leader which is an American uh, it's it's in LA or somewhere in, in there, there's a there's a magazine comes out monthly that with new worship songs and so I subscribed to that because I wanted to you know have somewhere to present songs and so on and, and they had an article on some producers and there was a fellow named Mark Townsend I think he's in Dallas anyway what, there's a big church uh, there's a mega church up there somewhere uh, I think Dallas anyway he he's a producer and I contacted him because there was his email there and he was happy to do me a deal for doing that song and I sent him again just my guitar and voice. And, uh, you know, he did a fantastic... I can't praise him enough for the work he did for me on that. And I have actually got him to do a couple more songs. And I would use him more. It's just that uh, it's good to have someone that you can occasionally see face-to-face or, t- or speak on the telephone. I know we've got Skype, but I, I still find it... I'd prefer to speak on a telephone than do a Skype. Skype, really, you've got to be stuck next to your computer and so on. So Right, right. So, so Mark Townsend and, and the fellow that's saying that is a fellow named uh, Michael Mellett. Now, apparently, at some stage, he backed Billy Joel, but, you know, that's all I know. Uh, right. There's, some, there's so much talent out there. You know, there's so many singers out there that uh, don't get their name on the billboards, but right. still, and not just singers, there's, great, there's so much talent out there. You know that, don't you? There's, and there's songwriters, so yeah. Yeah, well, that's the the mission of yeah. this show is to uh, get the spotlight up on people like yourself. Hey, um, let me ask you this, Joe, about the gigging scene. What's it like out there? And I'm sure you don't. Do you gig at all? Do you get out and perform at all? I the, the only gig I the only gig I do is on a Sunday morning at a local Uniting Church. So uh, uh, you know, which I love, by the way. That's great. You're so, performing. Yeah, I'm that's on my important. With with a you know a small band. <laughs> right, but uh, yeah, yeah. There, there, look, there is definitely a live scene, and but I think it's it's uh, like you know, my son uh, who's who's do, who's busking. He's been invited to play at a at a uh, festival, and people you know have asked him would they would he play at their wedding and stuff like that. There's definitely there, and and there's we call them pubs. Uh, I don't know what you call them there. Um, bars, Pub. I think you call them bars, pubs, Pub, pubs, pubs. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a pub scene, and I know my like. I mean, I'm in a town of six thousand people, and there's you know three or four musos here that do gigs. Not just here; they go go all over the place. They travel, and they can make a living doing gigs. But it's it's. I reckon it's a bit of a hard living. Uh, they're carrying all their gear around, and they're they're up like late, and you know they they you got the Friday and Saturday nights, and uh, you know, and they're relying on that to, to, for their income, sort of thing. And they do make an income, and but. 
I, I think the uh, live scene has been chewed up a little bit by um, the electronic stuff, uh, if you know what I mean. Uh, me, meaning the electronic stuff, meaning like what? Like just... As, well, as in uh, karaoke and uh, oh, got it. and stuff that doesn't need people playing. Like, right, right. Yeah, yeah you, a lot you know of, what I mean. Like you don't. You, 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 often, often people. Yeah, sorry. No, a lot of people bring tracks to their gigs simply because, um, you know, they yeah. want a little more of a full yeah. sound, and it's ec- economically more feasible. I mean, it's just listen, listen. There's more. <laughs> There's yeah. more food on the yeah. table for me at the end of the night if I just show up myself with a couple of backing tracks and play guitar uh, and do vocals, you know. So I, I think it's the same everywhere. Uh, yeah, I don't know why, but I personally, but that's me, my taste. I would rather hear someone just with their guitar than necessarily with backing tracks. But, uh, you yeah. know, I'd rather hear just the live stuff. And, and But I understand why. I mean, and the, and the stuff that you can use for backing now is... is pretty good like you know there's even pedals with uh you know drummers on them which uh which are amazing now but right. i still would prefer just to hear just to hear the the live stuff and but that's me you know well what it does i think is forces you to be more creative and put a lot more effort into your um into your um performance because it's like hey it's just me and six strings i better i better create something that's like really compelling that make people want to come back hey so what's next for joe like what are you um what are you looking forward to that uh, is going on do you have more music coming out like um you know what are the plans for the rest of this year uh, yeah so i've just those tracks uh, have never been put out and you know i wrote those traps tracks hoping that i'd get maybe an artist i'm not sure you know that's so hard these days to find artists to, to sing your stuff but uh so what i've decided is i'm going to compile a cd with uh maybe 12 or 14 tracks of including those ones you've played and uh the idea is i just wanted to have it available for, like for there's a lot there's a few people in churches that uh, like some of my songs and i know they'd appreciate being able to uh, get a collection of them like that so i will i'll probably have a downloadable album by the end of the year i'm just i've just had about three tracks uh, sent back to me from from uh, adrian hannon the fellow that did the others and i'm really excited about how they've turned out and uh yeah by you know in the next two months or so i'll have i don't know what it'll be called but there'll be a cd with uh with about 12 or 14 tracks. Well, that's that's exciting. I mean, you have a uh, you have a great niche there. I mean, the um, the worship uh, arena is huge. I mean, you know, the Christian yeah, rock scene is is gr- huge in the in the United States and uh, probably worldwide. I don't know enough about it there, but there's a lot of Christian rock stations um, over here, and I think the industry has gotten really really big. Hey, uh, I want to play another one uh, as we're coming down to the end here. Let's play. Thank you. Come into God's house of love. He who calls us here wants us to know That we are welcome This is why we gather here Jesus freely gave his life for all And we're forgiven What a joy to be free Every life is now here and with Him we arise Giving thanks with all our hearts 
Awesome. And uh, I should mention also that Joe Romeo is ranked number one on Reverb Nation today. So, um, hey, Joe, congratulations on that. Oh, well, thank you. I, I, I didn't see that. But anyway, thank you. I, I, I'm a bit slack with my Reverb Nation, uh, uh, you know, uh, looking at my and connecting with people. In fact, I didn't see your message for ages. So, look, I just want to say a real heartfelt thank you to you, Kevin, for uh, giving me this opportunity to no one's ever interviewed me before so i really appreciate it i feel like it's a big gift so thank you so much kevin God oh bless hey you. it's my pleasure listen it was great um as we're wrapping up here i want to know where can people besides find you and i see you're on facebook of course um uh to purchase your music how can people buy the joe romeo collection well, it, I'm sure it'll be. I'll, I'll probably do it through uh, CD Baby, but I'll, it'll be on iTunes. Once once I've done, once I've finalised the CD and got some artwork and so on, it'll be on iTunes and probably on Amazon as well. Uh, look, I'm sorry, I haven't got a title. Maybe it'll be called The Day of the Lord. Uh, it'll be t- the title of one of those songs, but I, I haven't decided yet. It's I still want to get the tracks finalised. Uh, what I can, I guess what I can do is. Um, Oh, is there some way I can, uh, if I give you the information once it's out, is that a good thing? Or Absolutely. Obviously? Send it over yeah. to me. And uh, by the way, folks, if you want to check it out, just go to Reverb Nation. You can hear Joe Romeo. And is your stuff up on, it's on Facebook also, right? Uh, not really on Facebook. It's uh, There's some on SoundCloud. And oh, great. There, SoundCloud's yeah, perfect. There's some yeah. on SoundCloud and, uh, yeah, on CD Baby, some of the stuff's there as well. So uh, once I've got a CD, a proper CD, uh, I've got some older stuff there, but I don't recommend it. Sorry. Um, once I've got this new CD out, it'll I'll, I'll make sure it's on CD Baby and on uh, on iTunes, and and I'll, I'll I'll certainly advertise it on Reverb Nation and on Facebook. I'll pro- I will put a post there as well. So that's fantastic. So Doctor Joe Romeo with his six children and his in-house band. It's such a pleasure to have you on the Dharmic Evolution today, Joe. Uh, really love your music. Enjoyed the interview, and thanks so much for being a part of this show. Thank you so much, Kevin. I really appreciate it. Thank you. So what did you think? Dr. Joe got it going on. 
he, he's a gentleman and a doctor. So, you know, that was really, really cool. What a surprise, you know. Um, there's a man's got a, a medical practice, six children, and he's writing and creating music like this. Yes, making the world a better place. So, um, listen, if you haven't had the chance, swing over to dharmicevolution.com and check out all the bonus content over there. We've got videos, we've got blog posts, we've got pictures and bios and all kinds of cool stuff. You can just scroll right through and see if there's an episode you might have missed that you might want to check out. Uh, people like Joe over there, really amazing. Uh, thanks so much for being supportive. You guys can check me out on Twitter. It's at James Kevin O'Connor on Twitter. Check me out there. See me on Periscope if you like. Had a great time today. Thanks for being part of Dharmic Evolution. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. Until next time, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Keep on